welcome everybody to this week's episode of picking and putting here's our swag you know whatever if you want to buy it or whatever i haven't made enough of them i'm here in the uh, south charlotte studios with liberty bill down here on the bottom and then we've got our two guest professionals from the quail hollow club uh, side of the future president's cup and home of the annual uh, wells fargo when they haven't changed the name of the tournament and uh on the left there's luis hernandez and joe hello Cocker. everybody they're both in the teaching center at Quail Hollow Club. So we're going to talk some uh, smack today. I got a shout out. I got two shout outs for me. We always shout out somebody. For me, it's Victor Hovland. That was awesome. I When they interviewed him, he said, you think you win? He said, hell no. I didn't know. I was six shots back. I didn't think there was a chance in hell, you know. And then uh, uh, Suzanne Peterson, Peterson for being named the uh, Solheim Cup champion. Uh, She's a heck of a player when you ever watch her. I wish I could play like her, but Billy, you got any shout outs? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Guy took a pay cut, fired a bunch of his assistants, and went out and dominated. Shout out to Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Man, that's a hard one for me to even acknowledge, but yeah, you're right. It only took him 10 years, but whatever, or seven years. That's okay. Well, we got... We got uh, the guys here today to talk about speed and golf and technology and exercise and whatever you guys want to go off and talk about. So uh, let's start out, Joe. Talk about, talk to us, you and Luis, give us some insight on to, um, how you guys are working. How do people develop speed? How do they increase the speed of their golf swing and, and what do they do? Yeah, well, that is the thing nowadays is speed and distance and hitting it farther so that you have less into the greens. And so, uh, I personally am an on, am on a quest. I uh, played in a in, in our pro pro recently, and my partner, who I, has been my partner for seven years or so, um, said he's not going to be my partner anymore unless I pick up some distance because <laughs> you, you've got a game of alternate shot modified where he has to play my ball and I get to play his ball and he bombs it. He's like three twenty off the tee. So I've got wedges in and he's been hitting five, four and five irons. And so he said, well, you know, it's just not a whole lot of fun if I'm hitting four and five irons. So he said, you got to pick up some distance and there's my quest. And so we, uh, we figure out, you know, there's, there's so much to learn and I don't have hardly any of it figured out, but it's fun trying to get people to pick up more distance. Um, and, and I've picked up some of my own. We played this year and, and, and he would say, and I picked up about 15 or 20 yards off the tee, and, and it was a huge deal for us. We didn't play that much better, but it was more fun. Well, I mean, you know, tech, I mean, everybody's on board with the technology because of Bryson DeChambeau, you know, and trying to, you know, I think what's the average pro swing is about 116. Yeah, about like yeah. that. And, and, you know, he's pushing 140 and stuff like that. You know, he could add three, three miles per hour if he would just speak Spanish, but <laughs> that's, 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 that's another, right. that, yeah, well, that's another thing altogether. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, the, the, the part that's interesting to me besides the physical um, and, and, you know, it's physics increasing club head speed and that, but it's also, it seems to me that we all talk about the technology and the equipment, but it's in the golf clubs, it's the shafts, right? Or it seems like it's the shafts. 
Yeah, so I, you know, I feel like a big reason why we started to do this is because of your involvement in the guaranteed lesson, uh, the, the speed, it's all about gaining speed. And it's a guaranteed lesson. You're, you're either going to pick up five miles per hour club head speed or at least 15 yards um, in distance. And one of the things we go through a list of eight things and we record how well you do in each one. And the one, one of them is the shaft. And so we, we've done a lot of uh, getting a shaft that's longer. Uh, the, the hot ticket right now is the Autoflex shaft, the Korean shaft, which a lot of our members at Quail Hollow have been uh, very successful with. And we've sold a bunch and Scott Davenport is very happy with us. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, the, the shaft is a big deal, especially the length of the shaft when you're trying to get distance. Mm -hmm. Luis, what do you think about what do you think about the um, involvement of, especially in guys over forty, but even younger guys, in the involvement of exercise and the physical the physical side of it? You know, how do you think that's contributing? Good question, and I think it all came back when Tiger Woods. Uh, it was a hot topic when he he started bombing everybody when at a young age, and he implemented the the fitness side of becoming a better golfer he he was the one who really was a gym advocate and and everybody followed him i mean great conversation of phil mickelson talking about tiger woods how uh, watching tiger woods and competing against him made him a better player 20 25 years later Otherwise, he will never be um, um, such an advocate of fitness, of good nutrition, of good good uh, habits to uh, extend your lifespan and, and play better golf at a later age. And, and we even can see it now with who's playing the best golf on the PGA Tour. These are guys coming out of college, guys that are 25 28 years old, those guys have had a great preparation in school and they all blame it on good preparation from fitness, a good, good technology used. I mean, the, the amount of emphasis that they're putting on, on those topics are tremendous and we are seeing it on results, right? We no longer see that many old folks winning tournaments is the opposite. People that are um, good, good, good technique, but also great preparation on, on fitness. And when I say fitness, I don't mean uh, 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 bulky, great athlete that looks great, that gets all the, oh, if we're talking about men that gets all the female and vice versa, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about uh, guys that have tremendous flexibility, tremendous speed, uh, a great uh, composition on their on their setup, right? They consistently can keep their own uh, uh, setup at address, impact, back strain. They can repeat the same shot over and over and over. That has to do with a good 
goodbye. Otherwise, we we cannot teach something that I mean. Back in the days, they not never been a big fan of comparing, let's say, Adam Scott with a seventy-five-year-old uh, golfer. Uh, it's just what he can do versus what a seventy-five-year-old can do it is not fair. <laughs> it is not. It's, well, for distance and stuff, yeah. Well, we, we, we like to teach what your body's capable of doing, right? It, if you want to get better at that right moment, we need to study what your body is capable of doing. But you can always get better at what you could do with what you said, um, physical training, talking about speed, helping with your equipment, and, and so on. But I think it's a hot topic, and it started all with Tiger Woods 15, 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, there's no question that that, that was the case. The other part of that, when you mentioned Phil, Phil, Phil did amazingly uh, – Phil probably looks better now than he looks since he's 18 – uh, now, some of that was driven because he's he's got, uh, I believe it's psoriatic arthritis, which is a kind of so he got religion on diet in that. Yeah, I um, thought it was the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, he does. I mean, he well, that's also Phil promoting Phil's, you know, coffee. You know, they used <laughs> to talk about I forget what I went through that where if you add a whole stick of salted butter to your coffee, it's supposed to be good for your brain. Yeah. There's a whole oh, lot. No. Of yeah. Oh, well, no, not, bullet, a, not, a stick, not a stick, a square. What do you call it? Bullet forget, coffee. Yeah. Well, anyways, that it didn't, it didn't help, but you know, it just, you know, it's whatever. I'm but, curious yeah, when I, you guys are, when you guys are looking at distance, what's the number one thing if you're trying to increase a golfer's distance that you want to make sure they do so they don't lose any accuracy. Okay, so I would say that uh, a lot of the times when, when it's getting somebody to swing harder, you just got to swing faster. But a lot of the times when somebody swings faster, they get more consistent. They're, they're, the, body, the body stretches, it, the sequence of the body works better together, and the ball comes out straighter. It, it's amazing. You know this program that we've that we've kind of set up, speed program. How many people are hitting it straighter, and they're gaining ten to sixty yards in the air? Um, yeah, I mean we we're we're at, we're, we're getting into the twenties of how many people have been involved in. And uh, well, so how do you explain Hideki? <laughs> yeah there there's there's always uh, an outlier right yeah. there's always outliners and uh and he's definitely one of those but um i'd say the biggest thing for for distance with so i, I got kind of got a webb simpson went to tpi and he wanted to get more distance and he's and so he went through they pretty much had this uh, these steps that he would do kind of like what we've got here and to see if he picks up distance on all of these different steps well so we took that idea and I don't know what the steps were I mean he talked a little bit about it um, and we've been gathering like speed has always been just that thing that I was really hungry about and and uh, and so the first things that we start with are faster backswing 
people are always trying to go slow back and then fast through, but, or slow back and slow through. So we're trying to get them, you know, the first thing is I tell them, you got to get so out of control when you're hitting this ball that you got to go, your backswing has got to be as fast as you can back and then hit it as hard as you can. Number one. Number two, you combine that with bigger backswing. Um, and so getting people maneuvering their body, this is when Luis comes into play. Uh, it, you know, we, we work with what they have. And so getting their body, shutting them, getting them to the right, which means that they're more turned, uh, flaring their right foot out, dropping it back some, uh, doing everything we can to get them to get a bigger turn back, mm. faster and bigger is kind of the whole deal. So working, uh, my deal is working with what they have um, and that's the first two things. And if, if they need a bigger backswing after all of that, when I'm trying to, I mean, I, I go all out, like, come on, man, you know, like, like it. bigger, faster, <laughs> you know, because I don't charge the lesson unless they pick up at least this amount of, uh, at least five miles per hour club head speed, or at least 15 yards in distance. And if they're not getting it, I'm going at them. And, and how so, many and how yeah. many and and how many yards how many yards you get per mile per hour of increased speed? Yeah, it's about two and a half yards or so. So uh, five five picks them up 12, 12 15 yards. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, the other thing the other thing I would think over my age group or over fifty anyways would be flexibility, and it's more about the stretching and that than it is. Uh, you know, I mean, I go back. What I was going to bring up earlier when Luis was talking, if you go back and remember the body, the body shape of David Duvall when he was number one, and then he 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 got tigered and he lost his weight and he bulked up and he lost his swing, you yeah. know. So so some people in that and you know he was a young man then, so I don't I can't blame it on the fact that, but I I do feel like to some degree when you were talking about bulking up that Bryson did this and got real big. And if you notice, he shrunk back down a little bit. I think he's, I think he's figured out, okay, I don't need to be, you know, uh, WWE WrestleMania dude. I need to just, you know, be that. Um, but he, he's in a whole nother subject, you know, with his Mo Norman swing and all that stuff. Well, but, I love what he does in that he's the hardest worker out there. He's yeah. a, he even goes into the night trying to figure things yeah. out. That's what you got to do. You know, as, as teachers, we give you what uh, a roadmap of, hey, this is what needs to be done. And then you've got to kind of got to dig it out, right? You, you've got to work at it and, and kind of figure out how that's going to. Well, there are only th there are only three men who like to pound the ball till darkness. Mo Norman, VJ Singh, Ben Hogan. Everybody else, Sam Snead thought I, I Ben Hogan was that list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ben Hogan. You know, I mean, I I saw a thing. I saw I read this thing that this is totally off the cuff. Sam Snead, the reason he had such a silky swing when he learned how to play as a kid back in the early part of 20th century. He didn't have any clubs, so he was a caddy, and he had a stick. Well, he went over to the to the buggy barn, and they gave him a buggy whip. 
and he put a club on the end and he learned to hit the ball using a buggy whip. Now that's like all these clubs we have now with the soft shafts to teach yeah. you, you know, what's the leg shot. It's a leg shot, that blue shafted thing that I showed you one day. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's how he learned to hit and have that smoothness. Cause his, in, I don't know what his club head speed was, but it was an amazing thing. Um, I got another, I got a trivia question for you guys. Okay. What uh, is, what is the average number of dimples on a golf ball? Well, you it, know? Varies. it varies. Yeah. Uh, the average of three fifty eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's 300 to 450. Wow. And, 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 it, and it varies. It varies. Well, because I was interested. You, you know, some of them, you know, I remember when Callaway came out with a hexagon dimple instead of a round dimple. And then um, they talked about on this thing I listened to the other day that Sam Snead went out and studied the balls for Wilson back in the heyday in the 40s. And he hit the balls and he kept saying they fell out of the sky. And he said, I think you have too much paint on them. So they put less paint and the balls went further. I mean, just goofy stuff. But the number of dimples was, you're right, was three to 400. And it said the better golfers tend to have 300 and the higher, higher end. So that's where ball fitting, um, you know, to a degree, I guess would, but you know, I, 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 I'm of the mindset that, uh, you can put any ball in front of you guys and it doesn't really make a difference yeah maybe spin rate spin rates and stuff um but for me and bill it doesn't mean squat just throw throw a you know throw a ball down in front of me I it think. is it actually is very important which ball you play and you should buy the most premium most expensive ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you yeah well, well played well played yeah well yeah well played yeah Along with along with a shaft from Korea, that's what I should do. Yeah, yeah, it's only eight hundred dollars. Come on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I thought this. Yeah, so these shafts built, I'm they're they're pink like Bubba, you know Bubba's uh, uh, shaft, and they're uh, they have this their increased flexibility to give you club head speed, and they're eight or nine hundred dollars a shaft. So you you buy the shaft and then you stick it in whatever club head you want. And, and then I don't know if you can speak Korean after you do that, but <laughs> you should be able to. You're on your way. Yeah. Well, I got here. I got another question for you, Luis. If you, I was talking to uh, Robert Carlson about the European after the Ryder Cup, the European team. And one of the thoughts I had was, well, who do you see coming up? You looked at the Americans and you have all these 20 somethings. You looked at the Europeans and you had a, a bunch of Lee Westwood types. And you go, when, when is the, when do the Victor Hovlands walk into the crosshairs there? And it seems to me like the, the response I gave to him was look what the Koreans did with women's golf and why can't Europe in, in Germany, Sweden, Switzerland, whatever, set up similar schools to develop the, and maybe they are. It seems to me all these young kids come to the U.S. and go to Oklahoma State or something, kind of like yeah. Victor. But what is your feeling as as a as a native European? What do you think? What do you think the future of that is? Well, the, the future for golf, uh, it's in the in the U.S. and in the U.S. Mm -hmm. 
when, when you go to school, such preparation that they make in school, they, they literally behave and teach you to be like golf professionals at a young age. If you had done your share up until you're 18 years old, and then you spend four years of full-time studies, academics with golf, not only golf, but competing, but um, working on practicing, have, having a, a access to technology, because usually these schools, they have enough resources to have access to this technology, having a capability to train with a, with a, a fitness instructor and somebody who knows about what you need the most to get better at. So this does not exist in Europe. Mm. Uh, people, when they go to school, they go for academics. And, and sometimes when people go to school in the US, academics, even though it should be a, a primary reason of going to school, sometimes it's not, and that's fine. Because people, not everybody needs to follow an academic career, right? You have all kinds of careers, and I appreciate the diversity, but the U.S. spends so much money, time, effort, and, and all the above on uh, sports that that's something that they're pioneers in the world. That's why everybody wants to come overseas to have that kind of preparation for you to take off on your professional career. Well, you guys would have, you, you would enjoy reading. I read it about a week ago. If you haven't read it, read, read Bubba's book. Uh-huh. Um, because one, he wrote his book because he, he, it really gives you insight into why he, you know, hears crickets on the back of the tea and stuff. He's dealt with social anxiety and depression and all that. And uh, he really didn't, he wanted to turn pro when he was 16. He didn't see any reason to go to college. He ended up going to Georgia. Yes. Um, but he started out in a junior college. So the point of that was it was an, it's an interesting, you, I think you guys would all, all three of you would really enjoy reading it. I, it's a, it's an easy read and uh, you can hear Bubba's voice in it, but it's, it's a good, uh, and he tells about his relationship with Ping and Solheim, uh, you know, and, and why he has a pink driver and all that stuff. So anyways, I, I didn't know. I don't know. Um, I was thinking about the, the, um, when we were talking about the equipment, one more question there about that. So do you guys think there's any with, and, and I know, <laughs> you know you sell more clubs, you sell more balls, but it's, it, it really seems like I was back out in my garage In my garage, I've got a closet looks not quite like Arnold Palmer, but I got a lot of crap out there. And, and I pulled out a couple driver heads that are, uh, one was an ERC, which was the first one they thought had a trampoline face. They talked about it and, you know, they too thin and they were going to outlaw. And I go back and look at the heads and said, you know, I think if I stuck a good shaft in this, I'll bet it would be just, just as good as half the things I've got. I'm, I'm not convinced that the heads make as much difference. They changed the weighting. What do you guys think? Well, from what I've seen, the heads are what it's all about. Uh, okay. now now, if, if you go, and you, it depends on the player, you need to have what you need. For example, uh, this year's drivers 
the most, if somebody needs speed, so somebody who, yeah, so who needs speed and they're somewhat, you know, they, they, they're slow swing speed and they need to uh, just get it out there, then it's the Callaway Epic Speed head is what we usually put in there. Um, TaylorMade is also pretty good. And then you get those that spray it. I'm not gonna put those heads with those people that faster swing speeds who spray it. I put a ping driver in their hand and it's almost automatic. They keep it in place. So we're not, not this, not that ping is not long, but they're just really forgiving. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the head is, I, I think the head is really important and you can put different shafts in all of these heads and I don't see much of a difference. Um, mm -hmm. You get some of more of the premium shafts, something with, with uh, tighter fibers and you know, be better material. It can be more consistent. So you're not gonna have that kind of occasional spray, but, but I, it, the head is what is so important. And I think they keep getting better somehow. That's, well, that's, that, no, I, I, well, that's wonderful insight because I hadn't, I hadn't heard that about the, the difference with the ping and the, you know, dispersion with if you're a sprayer versus straight and more forgiving. So, yeah. And, I, the, and the way that people pick up the, the, uh, the most with their driver is a lesson yeah <laughs> yeah all you all you folks out there if you live in the charlotte metro area these two guys are great so i know them personally but you know the those uh, for example in on irons some of their most popular shafts let's say dynamic gold they haven't changed in what 15 years yeah so shaft i mean it's important it might not be the most important Right. Well, I think I think and I think what you're saying there, Luis, it has specifically when you're talking about really high caliber golfers. I mean, some of the shafts in your irons were basically you could pump water from them and use them as house plumbing. I mean, they were yeah. so damn stiff and, <laughs> yeah. and heavy. I mean, when you talk about the, the gold and, and then they'd be tipped or something, you know, and then they start coming out with those hybrid shafts. I can't remember who that's Kucher or somebody. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. That was a good move. Yeah. That's a good shaft. I know. Well, Billy, you got any more questions you want to ask the guys before we let them go home? They're probably hungry. I, I would say so right now, winter time, if it's too cold for you to get out on the course and you're just kind of stuck around the house, you're not out of the driving range, what would you guys recommend for the golfers to kind of stay active? Well, I would say that um, speed, this is what it's all about. So getting yourself to learn to explode is is the whole deal. So getting your body, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter whether we'll use like these, these, uh, balls, uh, it's called the snag snapper. It's like a ribbon. It's like a ribbon and you snap it and, and trying to get your body, you know, you, you go as fast as you can. Um, I had a student, this is, so this is very good. I'm glad you asked, uh, that it was in the winter time, beginning of the winter. We, uh, we put together these simple, simple drills. It took three to five minutes a day. And he'd do it for like four days a week. I mean, it was like nothing. And by getting him to take this snag snapper, it's just a ribbon that snaps and doing just a few different drills. And he went from 90 miles an hour, just at his house to 102 miles an hour. Wow, that's in, awesome. In, in a month, 
And so 20 minutes a week. It was like four days a week, only like three to five minutes a day. But he would do these certain drills and I'd go to his house in the simulator and give lessons and just saw that. And, and when he did it the first time, I was like, man, he, he doesn't have it. And then by the time I was like, by the time a month away uh, afterwards, it was incredible how fast his body could could move back and forth. Um, and and it and it went into his his golf game. I mean, his driver. Oh, that's was, like yeah, like, that's like 30, 40 yards. Yeah, that's it was, awesome. he did. I mean, and and whenever I give a, a lesson, so that was about three years ago, and he sustained those numbers. Uh, but anytime he hits like a you know, like a seven wood or, or, I mean, he, you know, he, he says this used to go my driver distance. You know, yeah. he, he says that all the time. He, you know, he hits a, a, a nine iron now and he says, this used to be my six iron distance. Well, so, that's a, that's, that's the old, uh, well, that's a good winter tip. Like you said, Bill, go out, somebody who's listening to us, it's uh, got snow on the ground and that that's the kind of thing you can do. And if you did it every day for 10 minutes, you know, come March or April or whenever your season starts, you're going to pick up a lot of speed. That's a good tip. Um, Luis, you got any tips you want to give us on the way out the door? Well, I'd like to add uh, to Joe what he was talking about speed. And, and in golf, in your golf stream, the one thing that matters, probably the only thing that matters is your impact. That's the, the masterpiece of your swing. And it's so much easier to to smash, to get those, that shaft leaning forward, to get those hands leaning forward, compress the ball and hit down on the ball. When you're swinging faster rather than the other way. So just by doing that, you will really improve your game. Not only on driving, but to make sure you smash the ball and make a good impact. And for that, we I, we teach a lot of junior golfers and we, we've realized that it's best for them to teach them how to hit it far, how to swing it out of their shoes. And then when they get a little older, we'll, we'll train with them a more of a control type of mm. technique. But the, these kiddos, they're learning how to hit it fast. We teach a lot of middle school, high school kids that their swing speed, they are 110, 115, <laughs> some of them 120. So these guys have the potential to play professional. Sadly, if you don't have that speed, there's a very, very tiny chance of you making yeah. it. It's just how it is. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, oh, I was going to, oh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say when I grew up in Columbus, um, you know, my hero growing up was, of course, uh, Jack Nicholas, and he grew up on Scioto Country Club, and his his teacher was a guy named Jack Grout. And when he was teenager in the fifties and sixties, when he was coming up, going to Ohio State and winning the USAM and all that, when he was a kid, he taught him. His initial thing was he took him out and just said pound it. Yeah, and they had it. they they would hit orange golf balls in the snow at Scioto Country Club, and he learned how to just he had him hit it as far as he could hit it. Yeah. And then the other thing he did with him is every year when Nicholas started the year, he came back and he started with his fundamentals. He went through his grip alignment dot, mm, dot, yep. every year, even until he was 55 or something. So yeah, that's a good point about, about the speed and the distance that's, 
And, uh, you know, the other thing with junior golf, I got to get my two cents worth in on that. I, I really think that that's a great point. And I think what I worry two points, one is every single kid under 10 years old putts like tiger woods (laughs) ball hole, hit it, go hit it again and make it, you know, remember tiger woods, Tom Watson was like that. He'd hit it four feet by and then bang it right back in, you know, and that one. But the other part I've talked to Joe about is I really think instructing the young people start early on how to think golf, Mm. not not just pound it 300 yards and go hit it again. How do you work your, you know, how to be a mental golfer. I think that's so much when I watch somebody like a Webb Simpson, or I watch, you know, the difference in the swing between a Webb system Simpson and a a Dustin Johnson and how they manage and they, they both manage to shoot the same score. You know, how's that possible? But it's how they think around the golf course. So, yeah, especially the younger folks getting that brain to slow down and focus on 18 holes. Uh, that's got to be a challenge. Uh, yeah, especially in today's world. Yeah. Well, I got a couple <laughs> of quotes for you guys are going to like my quotes. I always got two quotes at the end. So I, I had to work kind of hard. So first one is from DeChambeau. I figured since we were talking speed and exercise and balking up. And here's his quote. He's guys, I got some abs. the rest of the rest of his quotes were too scientific (laughs) now the other one is this you guys may not even know who this is but the other one was from jesse owens who won the uh oh yeah he was a world sprint champion in the 1936 and hitler and Iowa guy he said a lifetime he did he said i did a lifetime of training for just 10 seconds wow Think about how hard somebody like that trained for just 10 seconds. The Olympic athletes, you got to give them credit for what they do. I mean, that's just craziness. Well, guys, any parting shots, Bill? Oh, don't give up, Jimmy V. It's Jimmy V week. Oh, yeah. That's that's my quote. Don't give up, Jimmy V. Well, you got to have it in for uh, uh, the – the bald index. Who, who am I talking about? Oh, Dick Vitale. Dickie V. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Dickie. Keep v. fighting, Dickie. Keep fighting. He's a, he's a hell of a hell of a sports guy. Guys, we loved having you. We'll uh, I'll make sure I send this to you uh, so you know how to get to it. We'll probably have it out tomorrow, and um, it'll be fun. You can look it up and show everybody. You know, laugh about it and whatever. Yeah, um, tell your friends to smash that subscribe button if you would. Yeah, <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I'll get out there and buy some golf balls. Uh, All that, right, Dr. Z and Bill, thanks for having us. Oh yeah, hey, we thanks love, for coming yeah. on, guys. We that loved it. Awesome. It's Enjoy it's always Thank fun. You. Enjoyed having you. You guys have a good evening. Go home and get something to eat. See you, Billy. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, Take guys. care. Bye. <laughs>